Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable human centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Hey guys, I want to introduce you to our Bay Curious Question Asker this week, and I have to warn you, he's a little shy. My name is Colton Wong, and I love dinosaurs. Colton, how old are you? Five. We met Colton Wong last year at the Bay Area Science Festival. It's this huge event at AT&T Park, and thousands of kids were there to learn about all things science. The Bay Curious team went to get questions, and Colton's really stood out. What dinosaurs lived in the Bay Area? So what dinosaurs used to roam the Bay Area? Science reporter Daniel Potter went to meet Colton and his mom, Annie, at their house in Daly City. Can you say it one more time just to make sure I have it? How many dinosaurs in the Bay Area? I'm going to work on finding out. Today, we're exploring the prehistoric past around San Francisco long before it was a city. Or, turns out, even before it was on dry land. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hi there, I'm Randa Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. Now, Daniel, before we dive in, I think we should lay out your extensive credentials for everyone. After all, you and Colton share a deep love of dinosaurs. A mild obsession. Okay, I grew up rocking dinosaur shirts, had tons of books. My toy collection was peak Jurassic Park. These days, I read up and go to museums and do stories about them when I can. I draw stegosaurs on napkins. I own more than one pair of dinosaur socks. Colton is similar. He has the shirts, the books, the toys. What's that? A triceratops that does this. So Colton wanted to know what dinosaurs used to stomp around his neighborhood. It turned out the answer was easy. Zero dinosaurs. Womp womp. But the reason is highly neat. And the story does have lots of rad prehistoric beasts. <laughs> First, we need to explain where San Francisco was during the Mesozoic era. That's the geologic time of the dinosaurs, before they suddenly died off about 66 million years ago. Through all of the Mesozoic, 
the uh, Bay Area as we know it didn't exist. This is Doris Sloan, a retired geologist from UC Berkeley who wrote a book called Geology of the San Francisco Bay Region. The Bay Area was underwater. So hundreds of feet, thousands of feet deep? Probably thousands. That seafloor wasn't kind to the sort of old bones we'd like to find today. It was a trench with an ocean plate slowly sliding under the continent and melting. Plus, it was prone to earthquakes, triggering powerful underwater landslides. This would shake a a skeleton apart, and the sediments being dragged down into a a zone where the heat and pressure would metamorphose them. Uh, All of this uh, argues that you wouldn't get much preserved. Uh, California is, um, in a lot of ways, sort of messier, more challenging to tease apart. Good way to put that, messier. Uh, Certainly more mixed up and scrambled. There's not a lot of layer cake geology in California. Still, a few Mesozoic fossils did survive. In the Marin headlands, you can spot Radiolarian chert. It's a reddish rock made up of crumpled layers of tiny ancient shells, think of plankton, called Radiolarians. A few larger spiral shells from extinct mollusks have also shown up. They belong to ammonites, which swam through the water kind of like the modern-day nautilus. All right, Danielle, there's a five-year-old kid waiting for nasty, big, pointy teeth. Yes. We're on our way. So while the Bay Area was deep underwater, the coastline was 100 miles further east. Picture a shoreline toward the Sierra foothills. I made the long drive to a museum out that way, on the other side of Sacramento. That's where I met this guy. Yeah, my name's uh, Dick Hilton, and this is Sierra College, and I'm uh, chairman, co-chair of the Sierra College Natural History Museum. Hilton's book is titled Dinosaurs and Other Mesozoic Reptiles of California. Shipping weight, three and a half pounds. Uh, What's what's different between a, a Mesozoic reptile and a dinosaur? Well, a dinosaur, first of all, they're terrestrial. They're totally terrestrial. Terrestrial. This is why the Bay Area didn't have dinosaurs stomping around. It was underwater, so whatever passed through was either swimming or flying. Not a dinosaur, per se. So it's the skull, uh, it's the hip structure that sets them apart from other reptiles. Hilton says all kinds of reptiles that weren't dinosaurs swam along the coast, chowing down on fish and ammonites. One resembled a dolphin. If dolphins were terrifying reptiles, that's ichthyosaurus. The name literally means fish lizard. Another toothy predator, upwards of 30 feet long, was mosasaurus. If you saw the latest uh, Jurassic Park movie, one of these comes out of the water and scares the heck out of you. She's a little shy, so be nice and give her a hand when she comes out. Zach, it's mosasaurus! This one was found right here, about three, three miles south of the college. Also, one with four flippers, a long neck and sharp teeth, plesiosaurus. And everybody says, well, what's that? And I always refer them to the Loch Ness Monster. When I first visited Colton and asked about his favorites, he reached for a toy plesiosaur. What's interesting is they will come up on the beach with their long neck and scoop up rocks and swallow the rocks. Alligators and crocodiles do the same thing today. The stones are called gastroliths. 
Some animals do it for digestion, but Hilton thinks plesiosaurs did it for neutral buoyancy. You don't want to sink to the bottom. You don't want to float to the top. So if you can swallow just enough rocks <laughs> and keep them in your body, then you're neutrally buoyant and you just glide through the ocean, which is pretty cool. So, so have these been found then, fossils with, with rocks inside yeah, of them? Yeah, we find the inside the ribcage, uh, nests of, of rocks. These would have been swimming over San Francisco <laughs> at one time. More Mesozoic reptiles were overhead, gliding and swooping through the air. The family of the iconic pterodactyl and its cousin, the pteranodon. The largest ones may have had a wingspan of around 40 feet. So we're, we're talking about flying reptile here the size of a jet fighter. Uh, which is pretty cool. So, so is it your thought that um, uh, pteranodons and, and other flying reptiles likely those could have been circling over what's now Bay Area? Oh, of course, yeah. They probably flew way out to sea. They had such huge wingspans. It's rare to find reptile or dinosaur fossils anywhere near California's coast. A lot of what Hilton showed me were fragments found further east. A finger bone here, a piece of leg there. But Hilton is convinced if they were on the Mesozoic shoreline around the Sierra foothills, they were swimming and flying above the modern-day bay. Undoubtedly. It's like today. You, you go uh, along the coastline and you're liable to see whales. Uh, and they stay usually fairly close to the coastline. But you can go out on a boat 500 miles from the shore and still see whales and still see birds. Uh, just probably not as numerous. So I reported this back to Colton the next day. Have you ever seen a whale from the beach, Colton? Yes. Yeah, we saw one. Where? Hawaii. You saw a whale from the beach when you were in Hawaii? Yes. We were on campus at Berkeley for an open house at the Museum of Paleontology, which has triceratops skulls, a pteranodon, and a huge T-Rex. Colton also pointed out the skull of a member of the duck-billed dinosaur family, the hadrosaurs, to me and his mom, Annie. Okay. What's that one again, Colton? I don't know. A Parasaurolophus. Oh. How did you recognize that? Because it's crest. The crest? Yes. Related hadrosaurs are among the few dinosaur skeletons found intact in California, at least so far. Lawmakers are considering a bill to make one such duck builder before the state dinosaur. So how'd we do? Was Colton satisfied? I feel like we've covered a lot of ground. What do you think? Yes. Enough to call it a podcast? Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Colton. Thank you. <laughs> All right, that's Bay Curious. Daniel Potter, thank you so much for the story. It was fun. Quick thanks to Lisa White, Paul Rennie, Kevin Padian, Charles Marshall, Dana Stoff, and Matthew Clapham, all experts who helped background this story. Thanks especially to Colton, Annie, Eric, and the entire Wong family. Thanks also to Lisa Pickoff-White and Craig Miller. If you've been digging the Bay Curious podcast, please consider leaving us a rating and review. It helps us to keep bringing you new stories every week. And if you're listening for the first time, welcome. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a future episode. Next week, not really sure if it's true or not, as a prank, uh, a bunch of kids actually opened up the paddock at one point and the bison were roaming through the uh, streets of the Richmond. Bay Curious is made in San Francisco at KQED. I'm Olivia Allen Price. And we were trying to think of a clever send-off that was related to dinosaurs, but we were drawing blanks. We're glad you saw us. <laughs> How about just like, roar? No? Nailed it. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? 
Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hey there, it's Olivia Allen Price, host of Bay Curious, the podcast. KQED Podcasts wants to thank listeners like you, whose support makes this podcast possible. If you want to help us continue to make great content, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. And thanks.